Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. As we get closer to March here, we're checking in with the college basketball teams around the state. Here's so join me today. Got the head coach at Fairfield, uh, Coach Chris Casey. So, Coach, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so when we, we spoke in the preseason, uh, you know, maybe a week or so before the season started, you were still getting adjusted as as being the, the head coach there. Um, team got off to, to that one and six start, but then really seemed to to turn it around. What do you think was some of the things that helped turn your team around early on in that season? Um, the biggest thing is we got guys healthy, uh, at least for a period of time. I mean, we're still struggling with that right now. Yeah. Um so I think that was the biggest thing. I, I would say that, getting guys healthy. And then uh, probably the second biggest thing is just the, uh, just the approach and, and the, uh, the everyday um, approach that our guys have. You know, they, they never wavered in buying in and they, they never wavered in, in um, believing in each other, even while we were, were struggling a little bit at the beginning of the year. Uh, and they've kept that as part of their personality as a group, uh, collectively and also individually. And, you know, I think in, in any walk of life, that's the aspect that allows you to have a chance to be successful. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, with that slower start, it could be easy to kind of lose a team right out of the gate there. How did you keep this team together and believing that, hey, we, we could be a team that still competes for the top of the MAC? Yeah, well, we just we just went about our business every day. I mean, you know, at that point, you don't pay attention much to the start. We talked about how, um, you know, starts don't dictate ends mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, and um, you know, we just talked about example. I mean, there's so many examples in all across all sports, you know, of, of teams struggling early, being great late, teams being great early and struggling yeah. late. Teams coming out of nowhere. I mean, anything and everything happens. And and the only thing in your control is your approach every day. And, you know, I'm a little bit repetitive there, but that that's pretty much all we talked about and all we paid attention to. And then knowing that down the line here, eventually we were going to get everybody healthy and that was going to help us. And, yeah. you know, we got to get back to that too at this point as we go down a stretch of the season. As you start to go through the season, was there a moment for you uh, where things kind of clicked and, and you realized that, hey, maybe this team, you know, we're obviously better than how we started, but hey, this is a team that can compete and, and be a be a factor here in the MAC. I don't think there was a moment. I thought that I really felt that if we got everybody healthy and um, we got everybody playing well, that we could, uh, you know, have a shot at being up there in, in the top group or the top third of the MAC, you know? Um, so there wasn't one specific moment. It was more so day to day, just watching us practice mm-hmm. and then just get better at what we were doing and then see that, uh, transferred to the games, which doesn't always happen. You know, yeah. um, when those lights go on, you know, sometimes guys aren't able to, to do what they're doing in practice individually and collectively. So just seeing that gradually, it was almost like a stair climb, you know, it's almost been like a stair climb with that. And, and seeing that is kind of what made me think, you know what, we're right there. We, we got a chance. We got a good chance of any, as anybody does. So we're here kind of kind of late in February at, after the Super Bowl. I feel like a lot of the more casual fans start really tuning into college basketball as the season really kicks into the home stretch here. For those who might just be tuning into your Fairfield team, just give us a quick little breakdown of your roster and the guys, you know, if they're tuning in for the first time to watch your team uh, to keep their eyes on. 
Um, well, I would say a couple things. The first thing I talk about is our four guards. Um, uh, Caleb Fields is is one of the we have we have three guards who are in the top five in a Mac, uh, top ten in a Mac in scoring. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that would be Caleb, Jalen, and uh, and Bryson Goodine, and then our fourth guard, uh, uh, J- Jasper Floyd has. I mean, he's he just fills the stat sheet up. I mean, every game he's got double figures. He's got uh, six, seven, eight rebounds. He's got multiple steals. He's got multiple assists. And he's like in the top 10 in a lot of these categories across uh, across the conference stats. So, you know, I would say those four guys, you know, really uh, are kind of the forefront of our mm-hmm. team. Uh, but they're not the only parts of our team. Uh, we have two guys uh, playing that, that, uh, that four spot, or I call it a four guard, you know, because you're, you're really a bigger guard playing on a perimeter for us with the way we play. Uh, Louis Bleachmore is coming back from an injury. He suffered a very severe ankle sprain on January 19th against St. Peter's. So he's just kind of starting to get back now. Um, and, and he played very well last night in our win. And, and James Johns Jr. has done a terrific job. That's really like a two-headed monster right there. Uh, at that four spot for us. And then uh, up front in the five spot, we're playing basically three guys right now uh, with Alexis Yenta healthy. So, you know, Brina Sex's getting good minutes for us and and helping us win. And so is Peyton Smith. He's also coming back from an injury, from an ankle injury. Um, and then Alexis Yenta is now, you know, getting a chance to play his first minutes in these last few games, and he's helped us a lot. So, you know, that that's kind of the, the, the summary. And then, you know, we got some guys off the bench. Jack Brown's done a good job for us. He's a walk-on. Um, but you would never know it with the way he practices and plays. He's given us really good minutes in games. And, you know, Matty Curtis has come off the bench and been solid. He was very solid last night when we need him. So uh, we have a few guys. We have a few guys on the roster that can help us. When you look through your roster, you know, you, especially at the starting five, got got a lot of older guys, juniors, seniors. How, how important is that for this team to have some of that veteran leadership to go out there night in and night out? Yeah, I, I think for better or worse, that's college basketball now. I mean, yeah. if you look at the better teams, they're older, um, you know, and, and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where it's like, you know, the varsity playing the freshman, yeah. you know, and, you know, older guys, uh have been there. They've been through it. They know what the season's like. They know how the practices are. They know what's necessary to win games. Um, so I think you have to have a good makeup of older guys to be successful uh, in college basketball. And what was the, I mean, last year in the final four, I don't know the exact number, but I think the average age of the four teams was somewhere around, you know, 24 years old. So um, you, you need an older group. When you when you look at your team and you talk about getting guys back from injury, I know a guy you mentioned earlier, Alexis Yetna, is a guy a lot of people had their their eyes on heading into this season, especially here in Connecticut. If you got a lot of UConn fans, they'd seen him at South Florida, they they've seen him uh, at, at Seton Hall. What what does he bring to your team that you're hoping to get out of him during this final home stretch here? Well, he he was bringing it, and he and I had this conversation multiple times. He was bringing. Uh, some good things to our team before he even was able to step on the floor and play in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's older. He wants to win. Uh, he's a terrific young man. Um, if you watched our huddles before he was able to play, he was in the huddle before the coaches got in there and he's, you know, talking positive and picking guys up and, you know, dropping off a little bit of knowledge here and there to the younger guys. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, so he's made an impact on our team right from minute one. And now that he's playing, um, you know, he's not 
totally himself yet. He doesn't quite have the lift off the floor or the reaction time that he's used to, and that's going to take some time to come back. Uh, but he's still helping us. You know, he's he's making some threes for us uh, on pick and pop situations. He's got great hands and he's rebounding the ball around the basket um, and, and catching balls on rolls and making good plays with them. Um, you know, he's, he brings a lot to our team and, and we're, we're, uh, we're grateful to have him. Yeah. As you look down this home stretch, as you're getting guys back from injury, getting the team fully healthy, what's it like from a coaching perspective and trying to kind of uh, retool some of these rotations and lineups uh, and mix and match as you're getting guys back? Yeah, it's we were talking about that the other day. It's it's different, you know, because uh you get into a flow and you know, part of guys being good in their roles is, you know, knowing where their shots are coming from, knowing who they're playing with on the floor, knowing when they're going in a game, when they're coming out of a game, you know, and trying to keep that as regimented as possible. And that helps you perform in your role because there's not a lot of unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you guys, when you have guys hurt and in and out, um, the first thing you always talk about is next man up. You know, that's why you have, you know, 13, 14, 15 guys on a roster. That we have a saying that, you know, when we push a button, you got to be ready to play. <laughs> and um, you know, so you 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 that's part of it. And then, you know, getting guys back in the mix and getting their game legs under them. You know, some people uh, think it's as simple as okay now he's healthy he can play but it, it's not that you know your reaction time drops a little bit um you know your ability to to uh, run the floor drops a little bit uh you'll get a little bit of slippage and knowledge of what you know the team is doing because you haven't practiced so that takes a minute to for guys to get that back but you know hopefully we're we're starting to approach that i'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at martin rosal's meets This fourth-generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosal's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. And if you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosalsinc.com and go support a UConn fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. As we're here in February, I know from a coaching perspective, you guys are always looking to tweak and make the team as strong as it can be heading into March. As you, you look towards these final couple of weeks uh, of the regular season before you hit the uh, the MAC tournament, what are you looking to improve upon uh, as you head towards that time? I think you're always, all teams are always working on their defense. You know, um, uh, you know, at this point, most teams know what the other team's doing. Uh, so you, you tend to guard actions pretty well. Uh, and then it comes down to, you know, guarding one-on-one, guarding ball screens, uh, defensive rebounding the ball, because, you know, teams that have playmakers are the ones that tend to rise this time of the year. So um, that's something that we're always looking to improve on, um, you know, and then uh, um, offensively, you know, just continuing to do what we do, push the ball, get it up the floor, don't stop running, you know, try to wear teams down uh, with our ability to get up and down the floor. So, you know, those are that's something that we want to hold on to. As you've been going through conference play here, it seems like the MAC is just one of those conferences where anyone can kind of go out and give anyone uh, a good game on any given night. How tough has this conference been going through it this year in terms of, you know, teams that are relatively evenly matched? I think, well, first of all, the conference, it's like that every year. 
you know, it, it really, the, the you give yourself the best chance if you get in that top five. Mm-hmm. You get in that top five, you got to buy in the first round. Yeah. Um, rarely, if you look at the history of our league, does the number one seed win the league. Um, you know, so there's a lot of aspects to that. And, I mean, just look at last year. John Dunn did an outstanding job with some young guys. He was the 11th seed. He got to the championship game. Right. So anybody beats anybody in this league. Um, and, and that's been – this will be my – trying to count years, but I think this is my 19th year in the Mac in some capacity, either as a head coach or an assistant. And the league's always been like that. Um, so, and this year is no different. There's a lot of good teams. And and if you look at games across the board, anybody does beat anybody. So it's important that you're ready to play. I've got to ask, what's it been like for you going through this season, um, you know, adjusting to taking over the head coaching duties and, uh, you know, how's it been for you going through the season that way? Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess you would call me a lifer at this point. I mean, this is my, this is my 38th year coaching college basketball. So, um, what it's been like, a couple things. I I really enjoyed this group. I I have a lot of fun coaching them. They're a wonderful group. Uh, they work hard. They're, they're fun to be around. Their attitudes are great. They're very resilient. You know, all the qualities you want in people that you spend a lot of time with, um, Mm -hmm. So, so I've really enjoyed that part of it. And um, I've just enjoyed, you know, uh, coaching in the league again. There's a lot of really good coaches in this league and good teams. And, you know, I enjoy that aspect of it is watching them on film, see what you can take away, see what you can exploit, uh, what makes your team better, uh, all those things. So, you know, that's, that's the part of basketball that I love, you know, being on a practice floor, preparing for games, playing the games, you know, watching guys get better, watching young guys compete. I, I enjoy that part of it. So uh, I've really had a good time with that this year. I've got to ask Friday night, got a got a big one coming up. Uh, nice in-state battle, which is looks like the Mac might come down to between between yourself and, and Quinnipiac. Uh, how are you feeling heading into to that rematch against Quinnipiac? Uh, it should be fun. You know, um, I think we're both one of the better teams in the league right now. Uh, and, and I think both teams have have talent and both teams can score. You know, Tommy Pacora does a great job with that team. He has all year. Um, and I think we're pretty good, too. You know, so I'm looking forward to going over there, having a great atmosphere and, and just uh, just going and competing. You know, I, I think this is our guys have put in a lot of time and effort. And, you know, you treat every game the same, but you don't have to mention the stakes that are there for this game. They They know it. You know, and, um, you know, they deserve to have the opportunity to compete in a game like this, uh, you know, with the work that they put in this year. So we're all looking forward to it. I'll, I'll wrap with this. And this kind of goes on the similar theme of the in-state matchup you've got against Quinnipiac. But I know you played some of the other teams in the state. You played Yale, Sacred Heart, uh, obviously Quinnipiac. Uh, UConn playing at a, a really high level this year, Central in their conference uh, at a high level too. Um, how exciting is it to be a part of this Connecticut college basketball atmosphere right now? And virtually every D1 school in the state has a chance to uh, make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think that's outstanding. I think it's great for the state. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of young players out there in the state playing high school basketball and um, you know, parents getting a chance to watch their, their kids play high school basketball. I would encourage all of them, get out and see some of these college games. Yeah. Um, you have some really, really good teams in this state right now, and they compete at a high level. And and on top of that, they're fun to watch. I mean, right. if you look at the scores of all the teams, you know, 
They're getting up and down. They're playing an exciting brand of basketball. So um, I think it's great for Connecticut basketball, and I hope down the stretch here, I know it's difficult. People have schedules, but if I would encourage them to get out and go see the teams in your area, especially yeah. our area. Come out yeah. and fill the, fill the arena up. we got some great crowds. You know, keep doing it. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the uh, the new arena, we could still call it a new arena down there uh, in Fairfield. Uh, go out and check it out because it's uh, it's a great time, and, and hopefully people aren't taking this uh, college basketball level of, of play right now for granted because it really is special what we've got in the state this year. So, uh, Coach, I really appreciate you taking some time during a busy stretch for your team, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.